Hey, Jim, what you doing? Making a podcast. Want to join me? You bet. Welcome to the Live It Well podcast, where we hope our stories help you better understand yours. Good afternoon, Jamie. Good afternoon, Scott. This is weird that it's afternoon. I just thought about that. Usually we record in the morning. All right, Jamie, let's get it out there. You're annoyed with me. Why are you annoyed with me? Because you can't get anything done. Ouch. Can't get anything done. Okay. You got a list of things to do before it, you leave for a movie at four and nothing's done and is you've been watching two TV. Things? Are you interrupting me? Yes. Hold on. Is it two things or is it a list? It's like three or four things. What is, well, I think there's just two, but all right. No, sounds there good. wasn't, but... Okay. I can't get anything done. Is there any other reason you're super annoyed with me? Just that. Just I like that. things done when I ask them to be done. They're not past the time where you wanted them done? Yep. No, they are not. I took our son to a meeting. Yes. And then this was what you were supposed to do during the meeting, but instead oh, no. you laid on the couch. That was never discussed that it was to be done during the meeting. Okay, great. And sometimes laying on the couch is a good thing, too. Moving along. Moving along. Mm-hmm. I think we've got it. This is, just sounds like stupid fight of the week. We'll get into this again later. Uh, Jim, we went up and did something I thought was really fun and sort of overwhelming, which is we did a college visit to the University of Minnesota. And uh, when I was in college, I loved the U of M campus and I loved being around it. And it felt small to me. And this college visit, it felt anything but small. It also felt like, um, I don't know, it just felt like a different world than it did, you know, 25 years ago. So I was curious, what did you think of our U of M college visit? Because it is a different world. I mean, that's a great point. Or Minneapolis fell apart about four years ago. That's true. Um, I thought it was fine. I don't know. I'm not, I don't love the idea of the U of M. So I was sort of, that was kind of with me the whole time. But I do love Minneapolis and I do, would love to have our son close. So it's a trade off. Yep. Just like everything else. Yep. Uh, so our son is pretty pragmatic and it sounds to me, a lot of times he talks about the finances of which schools are going to. How's going to help him out the most and kind of how those things work out. So I'm really curious where everything kind of sorts out in all this. Uh, after we went to the college visit, we picked up Nixon's buddy uh, who goes to Bethel University named Noah. And uh, he's kind of our adopted son for like a year and we love Noah. And uh, it was really rad to see him and see him like kind of thriving in college and whatnot. And it just made me think about like a year from now, Nixon could be, you know, three months in a college and have all these relationships and friendships. And I found kind of seeing Noah to be encouraging. What did you think? I thought the same thing. He's grown up a lot. You can tell there's like a little bit more of a maturity in him. And yeah, he seemed to be doing great. I had a highlight this week and this could have easily been in the PR, but I want to talk about this really specifically. So we had our end of the year soccer banquet this week and it was a, it was a great night. And my favorite part was that they asked you to pray for dinner. Now, our kids go to a Catholic school. Uh, we are not Catholic. And she, the one of the captain's moms said, Jamie, would you pray for dinner? How did that come about? She just reached out to me via the team snap app that we use okay. to communicate as parents. And she just said, we were trying to figure out someone to pray over the meal. And we were wondering if you would. Did she say anything else? Like what prompted them to pick you? No. It's really cool. I think uh, it makes me really happy that they picked you. So uh, how did it feel? How did you feel going up there to pray for dinner? (laughs) I first had to check with my kids to make sure they're okay if I didn't do the, I don't know, what do you even call it? The sign of the cross or something? That sounds right. What do you call it? Let's go with that. Cross 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 yourself? yourself? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Anyway. 
I, I think I've been to one Catholic church in my life. I know nothing about the Catholic church. So I just felt a little intimidated. Like, do I have to pray a certain way? Do I, you know, cause so the cheer girls were here for the cheer dinner a few weeks ago and they prayed before the meal and they all said like this recited Something about prayer. Bounty we're about to receive. I remember that part. It was a very recited yes. prayer. And so I think people were probably expecting that at the soccer dinner. So I was like, oh, do I need to say a certain thing? And our kids were like, no, you don't, you say what you want. I'm like, all right. So anyway, I just said what I wanted and I didn't cross myself and I didn't say in the name of the father, son, and Holy spirit. Um, I don't know. I got a few compliments, so. You did. You got, uh, there's one woman who basically said it made her emotional, if I remember right. What was the word she used? Verklempt. Verklempt. She said, your prayer was beautiful. It made me verklempt. I was like, oh, good. I don't know what that means. If anybody, to me, the only way you know what that is, is from uh, a SNL skit that Mike Myers was in. So, wow. Anyway. I thought it was a Catholic thing, but then you no, told me it was Jewish. I think it's a Jew. I think it's like a, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a Jewish word. But anyway, we'll probably find out I'm wrong about that, but it is good. Uh, I was super proud of you for the prayer and the fact that you were really bold in it. You didn't pray for like four seconds. You prayed like you would if you were praying for other people or like a normal dinner with people that go to our church or things like that. I also was super proud of the fact that they asked you. There is, I don't know, 50 adults in that room and you were the one that they picked. And I thought that was a huge honor. I was very surprised by that. So it was an honor. I'm proud of you. It's pretty sweet. Thanks. So uh, I was thinking about things and sometimes you hear people have ideas and you hear them after the fact and you're like, well, why didn't you tell me that before? So I wanted to give out an idea that we have done every year for Christmas for as long as I can remember. And I just wanted to give this to you because I think it's, it's one of my absolute favorite traditions, which is we as a family, all of us go to some sort of store and we get ornaments. Each one of us picks out an ornament or me. I picked out a few more this year. I know you're about to judge me. But we picked out ornaments this year, and we had um, we just had tons of fun doing it. And I think this this had to have been your idea. There's no way I came up with this, right? Correct. Did you read it somewhere, or where did you hear about it? I don't know. I probably heard someone else do it. Yes, I don't remember. That was a long time ago. We started this. It's been a long time. So if you go to our tree, so okay, we do two Christmas trees. We do a fancy, pretty, perfect Christmas tree that Jamie does. That's Amen. usually on the main floor. Men. And then we do a like. I don't know, fun, exciting, colorful, amazing tree in the basement. Wow, I like how you, the describing <laughs> words of that. My tree is beautiful. Your tree is beautiful mm-hmm. and perfect, and ours is fun and exciting. Those mm-hmm. are both great words. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's basically... So positive. Aren't they all positive? No. Oh, all right. Well, sorry. Uh, so our main, our main floor tree is always very, like, it looks like it belongs in a catalog. Like, Jamie, it should be on a postcard. Jamie puts together just really cool designs. Downstairs, we just throw stuff on there, and it's kind of just... It's all the handmade ones that I cringe at. They're my favorite. And then we like, oh, do you remember when I bought this one? Or, oh, do you remember... Oh, whose one is this? Who bought this one? I I think by the end of last... We spent Friday night with our teens, and then we spent all day Saturday cleaning the garage and cleaning... And then setting up for Christmas. And I think by that point, by the time we made them decorate the tree, they were both so annoyed with us because... Scott at one point said, oh, do you remember this ornament? Do you remember where we got this, Nixon? And Nixon rolls his eyes as big as he can. Yes, you talk about it every year. You can't talk about how much fun we had. It, we went on a train ride to uh, the North Pole yep. in northern Arizona in the mountains. And both the kids had the stomach flu, but we paid so much money for the tickets. And that reserved I was like, them like a year in advance. We're going on this trip, and I don't care who's sick. And both our kids vomited on at the train. At different points. Oh, my God. It was 
horrible, and we, we did it anyway. And we have an ornament from it, and it reminds me, and it makes me... I mean, I love memories like that. The He's memories- like, all you can talk about is how I threw up on that trip. He did not like it. He, he was didn't. not happy with us. I don't think when you're like in your teenage years, though, you realize that the best stories are the most ridiculous or like outlandish or like crazy stories. It's just dollars to it. He was sick of us. He wanted to chill and play video games and we weren't having it. Very much. Um, Jamie, you told me a really bad joke this week and I just wanted to share with our podcast audience. Do you oh, remember right. this joke? I, I vaguely remember. I why, actually thought of it this morning. when. Why is God it. so good at business? Why? Because he's really good at making major profits. Whoa. Wah, wah. I just want to get that out there because you shared that with me this week and it made me happy. That was a fast you Oh, that's share. right. That's right. Uh, so we also made a very major life decision this week. And I kind of want to talk about this for a little bit. Jamie, what is the major life decision we did this week? This is my PR. So I might have to, I'll talk a little bit about that's the great. process during the PR part. But um, we purchased a new to us vehicle. Is that what you're speaking of? Yes, it is. Okay. Totally what I'm sorry. I should have prepped you better. There was no, no prep there. But yes, we purchased a new to us vehicle. Finally. It's been a process. So why did we buy a new to us vehicle? Well, so I wanted a like Yukon Suburban, like big, huge truck for a long time. Just want the space. The kids fight in the car, like all the things. Anyway, so we finally purchased that about 18 months ago. We bought it over two years ago. Or we started that process. Well, we started the process. I got it May 5th, so just before my birthday a year ago. So a year and a half ago. We got it. We brought it home. Loved it. Still loved it. Had nothing wrong with it. But 90% of the time, I find myself in the car alone. We have one driver. We have one close driver. To driving and she had all her friends drive so she gets rides a lot and then we have the 10 year old and then you and I so it's I'm just in it all the time by myself and I just was like I we are driving this huge vehicle it's sucking gas everyone knows gas prices are horrible right now like it's getting to that point where it needs tires it probably is going to need brakes it's gonna and I'm like this big truck I know everything's going to be expensive on it and then also we're not big like GMC People like that's just not the. There's one more sponsor we got rid of. It's not the car that we choose to drive. It's fine. Sure. It's just not our choice. Our choice is typically well, German cars or I Japanese don't know cars. Japanese cars. Yeah, I don't know. It's anyway, kind of our defaults. Yeah. So those are kind of that's just things you know. Like we just those are what we like. And so um, I just a few months ago said to Scott, I'm like, we have this huge like it's just an expense that we don't really need. And it's an it was an expensive truck. It's the most expensive vehicle we've ever bought by a considerable amount. Uh, we fortunately bought it at the point where interest rates were virtually zero, so that helped a lot. But it was a big expense. It's a huge monthly expense because we did a pretty short term loan. So it's just I don't know. It just so you started talking to me like two months ago, and at first I was like, yeah, we'll see. And then I mostly wanted to get through the winter. Was kind of my thought for a little while, and then that ship's kind of sailed. So. What was the first step in car buying for us this time? Do you remember? What did you have to do? Just go drive cars? You drove every car under the sun. Yeah. And is, yeah. how many phone calls do you think you got since you drove all those cars? I actually cars? didn't get a lot of phone calls. You I was didn't? surprised. Uh-uh. I, got, I think I got maybe two, three maybe. That's it? Yeah, but I'm pretty good at telling people, like, don't. Don't call me. I'll yeah. let you know if I'm interested, you know. So, and I, and when I drove, when I drove initially, I told people we weren't in a hurry. We love our truck. 
We're not in a hurry. I'm literally just starting to explore. I drove nearly every brand and every car that we would consider buying. Do you in think 20? Rochester. Like how many vehicles are we talking? It probably was in the ballpark, right? Yeah, roughly 20 vehicles over the stretch of two months. And I, so after you kind of had some ideas, I just am a math person when it comes to vehicles. I don't really care about the cars themselves. It's not a driver for Except me. Except for one thing. What was that? BMW. Yeah, I don't want a BMW. I don't want anything to do with BMW or Mercedes. I love BMWs. I love everything about the way that they drive, they ride, the way that they look. I love BMWs. And he was like, I'm not buying a BMW. Let's get rid of some more sponsors that'll never sponsor us. So BMW and Mercedes cars are, are sponsoring us. Just... I mean, you never know. They might have been calling tomorrow and then they're going to hear this. So BMW and Mercedes have an air to them that I just have always struggled with. And I just didn't want to be associated with it. If them. you drive one, we don't judge you. No, we don't. He feels judged. But I feel judged. That's exactly right. It has nothing to do with anybody else. That's totally the way I would feel, which is I would feel judged. The funny thing is the BMWs, the couple that you looked at were like half the price of our truck. It wasn't that they were expensive. It's just the perception of those cars. We had two pastors at our church uh, like 15 years ago, and one drove the cheapest BMW on planet Earth, and one drove the biggest Suburban, and the Suburban was like three times as much. And everybody gave the BMW guy crap, and nobody cared about the suburban. Like, we have a perception issue in this country. I've always thought that. But I just don't like the way... I, I don't like the way BMW makes me feel. Or the way, BMW parked itself. It was the coolest thing did. I've ever experienced. I, mean, I was literally laughing. She was like, okay, get in, get in position, and then take your feet and your hands off the wheel. And I was like, really? And she's like, yep. And I push a button, and it parked itself. Yes. It was wild. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I know there's like self-driving cars out there and stuff. We, we don't have one. So it's the first time I'd experienced like, it's pretty cool. It was crazy. So we went and Jamie got it kind of boiled down to some different cars. And then honestly, we didn't buy any of those cars. She had it boiled down to, but we started looking at cars then together. We have a friend from church, Mike, who works at the Toyota dealership. So we went out there and drove cars just to see if we could find one and buy one from Mike because we really like him and his family. Mike and Andrea are the best. Drove some cars, didn't really love any of them. They were fine. Yeah. They're fine-ish. Then you drove some more cars and you kind of had some ideas. Oh, this is what it was. So at the other, at one of the dealerships, you had driven a Volvo and I drove it. And while we were leaving driving the Volvo, I was like, oh, look at those Genesis over there. Like those cars are sweet. And then you drove those later on. So you drove those other cars. But here's the problem. Different dealerships give you different amounts for your trade-in car. And the dealership that had the Volvo did not give us very much money towards our truck. And neither did... It was pretty on par with everybody fine. else. We just had one dealership. One that was above that, yes. And it's a guy that we've been a repeat customer it's of. True. And he's been great. And he gave us more for it. And Way more. That, of course, wins over Scott's it heart. It does. And Jamie had gotten to the place where she had three or four cars. didn't really matter. So then I negotiated the sale of our truck and also negotiated the purchase of the new car and got the price down. So I was super hyped on the fact that we got all these numbers to work and we came away with a new car after like a million car driving experiences. How do you feel? I'm happy. Yeah? Yeah. What it's, makes you most happy? A little bit of a transition size-wise. So it's, I mean, it's much smaller, like half the size. So that has been a bit Every of a transition. Every vehicle is half the size. And I'm mourning, I'm mourning that a little bit. But, um, and I was mourning some of the memories that we've sure. made in the truck. Like we can pack people in there and we've gone to some cool places and we've done some fun stuff. And, but um, I think the, I just, I think it was a good financial decision. 
I agree. It's freed us up a little bit financially, and I like that. We were able, so part of the reason I was open to selling the truck is we got a price that was very close to what we paid for it 18 months ago. So it made it a little easier for me to kind of eat the idea of it. Um, Jamie, when it comes to decisions like this, uh, you almost always want to change something yesterday. Yep. And I want to change it tomorrow. And so at some point we have to come to the middle. How do you kind of handle just that? Like, how did you handle this one? How did you handle getting to a place where we were going to make a decision? Well, this time I tried to be patient with you, but also like I found myself like there were there were kind of two cars we had we had decided we liked and we were going to make a decision on that day or whatever. And we went home and I just like still could not get peace. And so when I'm ready, I'm just like ready and I know mm-hmm. and I just have this intuition, this discernment, whatever you want to call yep. it. I just know. And it just never felt like I, I would go and drive. I probably drove those two cars like three or four different times. Yep. And I just was like, I don't, I can't explain it, but there's, I mean, there are things that I can explain, but I was like, I can't explain why I just can't get a piece about it. And so actually what's crazy is I went back to the first dealership we had been at and drove the original car. I went there to drive over two months ago sure. and he talked me out of it. I've even driving it. I've even driving it. So I sat in it and I was like, Oh, it's cool. But I, he told me to drive something else. So I drove the other thing and didn't like it at all. Or actually I thought it was okay at the time. Then you and I drove it and didn't, I didn't like it then. But anyway, it was, I, there's just like, for me, there's, I just, there's like a knowing there's an intuition discernment, like whatever word you want to use. There's just a knowing for me. Like I'm, I knew it was time I felt like we were, I just kind of felt like we were wasting money on, to be honest. Like when I'm the only one in the vehicle most of the time, and there are things like when we, we all went out on Friday night, like we're pretty, I mean, it's, 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 we're in there, you know, it's tight. We're together. But honestly, Nixon's going to be in college in the fall. And you know, the, just like the, that's going to be even become more of a rarity than it is now that we all drive. Cause there are times where he'll just meet us cause he's already out and he's right. in his car or, right. you know, so, and then Veda's about to get her license or yeah, her license. And you know, there's just like, there, our life is just shifting. And so it just felt like a waste of our money. And I just, I don't feel good about that. And so anyway, so for me, it was just a, a I had to be patient and I was fairly patient, I think. Throughout the process. And is then, everything relative? Is that why you made that face right there when you said fairly I mean, patient? I was. I think I was fairly patient. But I'm also like, okay, at some... Like, there were points where I would look at you and be like, we need to make a decision. Like, enough, you know, hemming and hawing and trying... You know, we just... It's time to make a decision. And so then we have to make a decision. But... All right. And you feel good about the decision and we came around to an agreement and we both like the car. I feel like that's a win. I feel good. How many times do you think when we come away from decisions like this, one of us is like, oh, it was a good decision. The other one's like, oh, it was a bad decision. I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I think for the most part, I push you a little bit and you slow me down a little bit. And so we typically make a good decision. So one of the of things, that. there was two cars we looked at at one dealership and we were, we, at one point we were trying to decide between the two. And you, my favorite part was like, you're like, well, this one is the adult decision and this one is the fun decision. And if you were left to your own devices and had, like, if it was just up to you between those two, would you have picked the fun or the adult decision? I mean, I I didn't pick the fun decision. Like, I, I thought this, I I mean, when we were talking about it, I was like, this is a in-five-years car. Yeah. 
the fun car would have been a five years. Yeah, from now like car. or six years. When Jovi's driving, I can drive the fun car because then no one's riding with me hardly ever. Right. And it was like the kids would have been squished in the back. Our suitcases barely fit. Like, that's what we mean by fun to sit. Like, it was a cool car. Super cool. It was a cool car. And I would love to drive the car someday. But our suitcases didn't fit. We brought five suitcases to the dealership and tried it. Because I was desperate for that car to work. We really did. And um, we sat, you and I sat in the back. Both our legs touched the front seats. It's true. And if my legs touch the front seat, that's that's rough. Because it doesn't happen in most cars. And then it was just like these little things. And I was like, I really want this car. But it's, that's like a, when it's just you and I at home, you know, then we can drive one of those. And, and then the other, the Volvo that we talked about was the family car, you know, the adult decision. And so I was like all about that. But then. I think we kind of found a car that was in the middle, by the way. I agree. It's, it's fun, but it's still, it fits our family. And I think it has. More room, if not as much room, as the Volvo. But plus, it's fun to drive. So we found the right car. I had complete peace. I literally was like, like I was like, this is the car. Like, I just can't even. And then I obviously, I have to convince Scott because he's like, I don't don't get it. I don't get the feelings, you know? He just doesn't have the same thing that I do. And so I'm like, this is the car. But now I have to, like, show you that it's the car. Like, the numbers and the warranty and the, like, all those things had to make sense. But that was the thing is like these other cars were missing the mark in one area. They didn't fit our family. They didn't have a warranty. They had too many miles. They needed brakes like, or would soon need brakes. You know, there was just like a decision. None of the dealerships were in town. So that means we're driving an hour and a half to get to a dealership. If we need any work done, like just some of those decisions where you have to like be an adult. And so anyway, we get to the point where I just knew, I knew this was the car. It felt right. You didn't even drive it until we had already purchased it. That is correct. That's just because that's how I felt. I just wasn't that worried about the car. I knew it would probably work itself out. Can I tell you one of the neatest experiences in all this, though? So we still got a small car loan for this car because it makes our life a little simpler. And so I start calling the bank to line everything up. And they're like, well, well, how are we going to do this and this? And I was like, well, we're selling a much more expensive car to buy a much cheaper car. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. And so then like five minutes later, he'd be like, well, what are we going to do with this? And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. The car we're selling is way more expensive than the car we're buying. And then we sat down with the car deal, like the the finance finance guy. And what did he say to you? Three times he asked me for a check. And I was like, we don't owe you any money. No, this is He's like, wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, we don't don't do this very often. I'm like, I know. That's like, it's a good decision for it. Like, we're, you, typically we don't, you know, I mean, everyone in the world is behind in cars. Like, that's just, they're depreciating Or they're assets. buying a nicer car. Or they're Nobody's buy- buying a less yeah, nice car. Yeah, you usually car. step, which I do believe we bought a nicer car, but it's it's a smaller car. But it's not a school so, bus, so Yeah, so it just yeah. is cheaper because it's smaller, but yeah, it was just funny because he kept asking, he literally asked me three times for a check and I was like, I don't owe you money, bro. No, you, you owe, owe us money. money. Yeah, you, you got to figure this out. You actually owe us something. It was just fun to see kind of, kind of do things in a little bit of a different way and kind of handle things in a different way. I don't know. I'm, I'm very happy with the results and we'll see. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there'll be things that we'll, we'll wish were a little different, but I'm really happy with the results. Win, in, winning. All right. And with that, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with some more of the podcast. Okay. We are back. And I thought this week for Snack Attack, Snack Attack, we had an idea, which was just, again, we talked about the Christmas ornament tradition. So then I thought we could both mention 
maybe our favorite Christmas treat, and we can even say other ones in the, in the upcoming weeks, but Christmas around the corner. By the way, fully decorated at our house for Christmas. Lights are on the outside. I mean, we are in full Christmas mode right now. We have two trees to put up, and I have some decorating to do. Oh, upstairs. Of the you're tree. Sorry, but you're right. I'm that's sorry. on your list. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. We'll get to that in Stupefy the Week here in a minute. So uh, for Snack Attack, though, I thought we could each share what our favorite or one of our favorite like Christmas tradition food like treats would be. Okay, you go first because I know yours and... In... Mine's it's... amazing? Yeah, go ahead. Why are you... Are you mocking me right now? No, just go first. Okay. I just know what you're going to say. So my number one is if you take the pretzels, what are the little pretzels called? Those like, what are they? Is that a shape? Like just pretzel shape? It's like regular? Regular pretzels. But like the small regular pretzels. And then you put them in the oven with a Rolo on top and you heat them up for like, I don't know, 30 seconds or whatever. And then you push a cashew in the middle and then you let them cool. It's my favorite treat in the whole world. It's my absolute favorite Christmas treat. This is true. He makes himself a batch every year. Yeah. And um, there are two other variations, which he does not like. And that is, uh, is it pecan? I would be fine with pecans. Yeah, pecans. Pecans. pecans, pecans. Where are you from? I don't know why they just said that. Pecans. I would be okay. Pecan? Pecan. I think I'd say pecan is what I'm trying to say. Pecan. There we go. I knew I said that's that a lot. so weird. I think that's the Oklahoma coming pecan out. Pecan is Oklahoma? I don't know. I think anyway, it's a pecan. That's just, I feel like it's a family, wow. a family Shots word fired. or something. And I'd be okay with that. M&M's. M&M's make no which sense. Which you think is so dumb. It's, you already have like all this chocolate and sweet and part I of agree. the benefits is having the, like the nutty goodness. It's I just agree. And I fun. like the, I'm, I would only eat the, I don't really love them. They're fine. Right. I don't like pretzels. You don't like pretzels. I was just going to say. Um, but it has to have a nut or like a right. cashew nut, not. No pecans. You don't like pecans? I like pecan pie. I was just going to say. But I don't want pecans on anything else. Interesting. Okay. I was thinking about trying pecans this year, but anyway, go ahead. Jamie, what about you? You make whatever you want. I don't like them that much. You're not going to eat them anyway. The kids and you devour them. That's true. My favorite is probably, um, and I don't get these very much, but my grandma's sugar cookie recipe would be my number one. And then a close second is a really good cutout with a really good frosting. And I don't do that myself very well, but there'll be, you know, you go to like church events or you'll go to someone's house and they'll have like sugar cookies out and some people just nail it. And is it I don't know not what a sugar it cookie? Yeah, it is. It it's is? Just okay. Like a sorry. I just want to make sure. Christmas tree one. I just want to make whatever. sure I understood. Okay. Sorry. Anyway, um, some people just nail it, but my grandma's sugar cookie is like as big as your face and it doesn't have frosting on it. Amen. I think my mom might sprinkle like some sugar on it, like regular sugar, but um, it's very thin and very, it's almost like a cracker. It's oh. very like flaky, crispy. I don't know. And it's tons of butter. Do I don't prefer, know. I so love them. I found that most sugar cookies have a hint towards almond or a hint towards lemon. Oh, that's the key, actually. I was just going to say. The Christmas cookie key is almond. Okay. I know you are sugar cookie with lemon. Yes. Eh, fine, whatever. Not that good. Almond is the key. I anything honestly anything with almond in it, like almond kringle, almond paste inside. Uh, I'm in. I'll almond eat anything. Not for me. I don't know. Can't explain it. You know why I like sugar cookies with lemon? It's because of the old McDonald Land cookies. I know. Oh, made me so happy. Okay, so for money minute this week, James. Money minute. The next A in our alliteration from our book, which is called Simple Money, Rich Life by what's the guy's name? Bob Lodich. It, step three in the living less than a hundred, um, living below a hundred. What was it? What's the rule? Living under a hundred? Living less than a hundred? Less than a hundred? Is it less? I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm questioning myself. Living anyway. on less than a hundred. Okay. Living on less than a hundred is the, so step three was adjust. 
And he said, we are super good. And by the way, Jamie and I have been really good at this in our lives too, at adjusting our spending. But we're just really good at adjusting it when we make more money. And then we adjust our spending upward. And so that was kind of his context in the book. But what he talked about was, what about the willingness to maybe some, adjust some things the other way? So We did it. We did. That's part of the reason we sold the truck, was just to, to free up some things. We're, we're working on trying to be more generous. We're also prepping for college bills and some other things and just making some choices. And So the ability to adjust at times when you don't have to is a really powerful trait, and it's a powerful skill. And so if you can start making some adjustments, even when you aren't forced to, it creates a lot of mental toughness and a lot of fortitude. So just an encouragement, start making some of those adjustments, even if they're small. Well, I think most of us are probably in a boat where we need to make some adjustments just because of our, the world we're living in and the state of... Like economics yeah, and stuff? Yeah, the economic. Everything's more expensive. Like, I, you, I, everyone's seen them, but there's, like, you know, memes on, on Facebook or wherever you look at social media. Sure. Instagram of, like, four things, and it's, like, grocery bill, $100, and they got, like, four things. You know, yes. it's just, like, everything's more expensive. Gas is more expensive. Interest rates are more expensive. Um, groceries are more expensive. Everything. Prices of everything are going up. Like, I was just talking to our youth pastor. He's planning a missions trip, and their prices have gone up. The missions trip. So the missions trip is expensive, yeah. but it's airline tickets. Like, absolutely, everything is expensive right now. And so we all should be making adjustments. Unless you're, like, you know, drowning in money, and you're, you know, a multimillionaire and don't have to worry about money, you should probably be making some adjustments in your life. This is going to kind of skew into my PR for the week because I do have one PR, which is, so I was at Costco and I went and bought, and I'm not positive you're going to be happy with this PR, so I'm just going to throw this out here. So I was looking at chicken thighs because we like to use chicken thighs in recipes. Uh, By the way, if you don't use chicken thighs, they are so much better than chicken breasts. I'm just throwing it out there. Way better to cook with. Also cheaper and yummier. Anyway, so I went to get the organic chicken thighs, and it was three packs, and it was $33. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. And then I went to and got looked at the non-organic chicken thighs. They were one quarter the price. So I got six packs for $15 instead of three packs for $30. And that's just like the adjustment. To me, I just couldn't do it. And I'm not going to say that that money would have been a deal breaker one way or the other or anything like that. But I was like, I just can't do it. I can't spend $33 when I can spend 15 and have twice as much. So not sure. that's probably not your favorite thing to hear. I know you prefer It's not it. my favorite, but... It makes sense know. though, doesn't it? It was so much different. It I was get like, why you did it, but it's, yes, I would prefer organic, especially chicken. If it was just a little bit, like, if it was anywhere closer, it was $1.50 a pound or $5.99 a pound. That's insane, the amount of difference. It's rough out there. Uh, the hard part for me is because I've, I've, like, sat in places where I've listened to organic farmers and the way that they have to, their practices and how much more they charge them and how much smaller their land is and just, like, the things that they have to do to be certified to be organic. Like it's a process for them and it's expensive for them. And so someone has to eat that cost and I'm sure that Costco eats some of it. Sure. And then, you know, the consumer eats a significant portion of it. But so that's, what's hard for me is like, I still want those things available. I still want to be able to get organic items because I don't like pesticides in my food and, So I want to support those farmers so that they can sustain themselves. But I also understand that's, I mean, that's a significant difference. It was drastic. I wish it wasn't so drastic. still my preference to buy I totally get it. 
I, we had also said other PRs earlier, which one of mine was how proud I was of you praying and how incredible I thought it was and what an amazing job. And then you had a PR earlier too. My PR is just the vehicle, oh, yeah, which we've okay. talked enough about. But right. yeah, I'm just really happy with the process and I actually just feel a lot of peace and I'm like, I couldn't get there. It, it was frustrating me, I think, that I just couldn't find peace in the decision that we were making and then it happened and now I... I feel great about our decision. So there you go. All right. We really kind of started this podcast with our stupid fight of the week, which um, can I, did you say this on the podcast last week or did you just say it to our friends that we have found it harder and harder to find stupid fight of the week? Did you say that on the podcast? I don't yeah, think except so. this week. You've been really crabby this week. Stupid fight of the week. Wow. Yeah. Can you think of specific instances right now? Like so many things like cleaning out the garage you'll just like snap at somebody or like i don't know it's been ridiculous actually the whole week yeah a lot of the week why don't we have a conversation prior to you selling me out on the podcast <laughs> i don't know it just remembered i mean jovi noticed this morning yeah jovi noticed so jovi wakes me up out of a dead sleep this morning this would have been stupid fight of the week if i'm talking about jovi right now so she woke me up dead sleep she goes dad 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 is it gonna be cold today <laughs> I'm like, did you just wake me up out of a dead sleep to ask me? Like, get out of here. No, he was mean. She, I came downstairs, and I didn't know this happened. I was in the bathroom getting ready, and I come downstairs, and she, as soon as I walked down the stairs, Dad was really mad at me. I was like, what? Dad was really mad at me. Why? Because I went in his room and asked him if it was going to be hot or cold. And he, she goes, I said, well, was he sleeping? No. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he was, because when I left the room just now, he was sleeping, but... Anyway. Totally dead sleep. So she, she, uh, so she noticed this morning. I was like, hey, that's the blessing of having children. They get to wake you up and ask you stupid questions that don't matter right now. You know what's funny when you talk about this week, and I will just kind of throw this out here as we come to an end, but making big financial decisions and having to do a lot of math and having to make these, pro- having to talk to the bank, having to crunch a lot of numbers and that kind of stuff, it's, it's exhausting. Like, it's a lot of effort. It wasn't exhausting. I, I literally was like, I'm driving this car until it dies because... The amount of energy we expended over the last like two months on top of the fall sports, on yes. top of like this is kind of sprinkled in between. And then now I feel like, like for the last job. week, it's been a full time job. Yes. I mean, you had to take two days off of work to drive vehicles, to do the bank stuff, not off, but like you were working from home working from and home, trying yep. to do that. And like there's just been it, it literally feels like another job. I'm like, I just want to get back to our normal routine. Seriously. Amen. Well, Jamie, with that, now that we found out that I was a huge jerk all week. Uh, and we can talk about that as our next Stupid Fight of the Week after we get off this and I find out more about this. We didn't talk about our Stupid Fight of the Week, though. What was I mean, it? we talked about it in the beginning, but then you oh, we yeah. got derailed by Jovi's. That's true. And just got de- derailed by the fact that I was a jerk you all week. You were a jerk all week, yeah. I guess Stupid Fight of the Week is, Scott, don't be a jerk all week. And get things done when your wife gives oh you a list. Gosh. The windows are still on that list, too. I'm jealous because wow. our friends got their windows Done this weekend. Am I done? Is this like your thing? Just selling me out today as much as possible? (laughs) What else do you want to say? What else have I done terrible, Jamie? What else you got for me? Stop laughing. What else? Let's just lay it out there. Where else? Our friend Andy got his windows cleaned this weekend, and I would love my windows cleaned all summer long. Let's list some more stuff. Where else does Scott just completely failing you? Don't worry. I put the window cleaning on next Saturday's to-do oh, list. Oh, okay. I'm sure you did. All good. Sweet. <laughs> Fun hanging out with you, Jim. This was great. See you next week. Thanks again for listening in as we unpack our stories. Our prayer is that they give you a greater hope and a glimpse of the God of the impossible. Shout out to Lemon Music Studio for letting us use your incredible song. See you next week.